Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very, very last time we will be recording a show in the year that was 2020, wow, 2021, can't even say it correctly. This year has exhausted me. It's the Media Boat Podcast, but specifically, this is the Media Boat Podcast finally wrap up, wrapping up 2021 by talking about everything we haven't talked about yet. If you are a long-term listener to the show, or if you're brand new, here's what's going on. We've done a year-end wrap-up series of podcasts all week long. We've given you recaps of the year in movies, television, video games, and music. And we've told you what our favorite things in each of those categories is. But we always like to cap off the year with one final podcast that talks about, I don't know, everything else. Wraps up in a tiny little bow for you. So that way you can go into the new year refreshed with a blank slate, or it might just depress you, actually. No, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, my name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. This is, yep, as you mentioned, our special special podcast to end the year. Also throwback to the first podcast we ever did, <laughs> where we figured out we could talk for two hours straight. Oh, I already knew that. <laughs> I already knew that we were capable of it. We just had to. We, we just had to prove it. Yeah, but instead of talking about the typical stuff we talk about, uh, TV, music, movies, video games, not necessarily in that order, <laughs> we talk about everything else in this podcast. Just the year that was 2021, and where else should we begin 2021? But in January, and not even a week. <sighs> Into January, did we have huge news that would shake and shape <laughs> the year to come? Yeah, we, yeah, I feel like you can look at this event, uh, the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol, and that really kind of set the tone for the year. It said, Hey, we're not done with the bullshit of the Trump administration, even though Biden is president. Is not going. Biden happen. was elected president. Well, you know what I mean, more or less. Um, it, it showed everybody that yeah, this is only the beginning, uh, and that this is not going to change a whole lot. And sure enough, that's been the theme of the year. It's been a lot of the same kind of feeling after a brief few months there in the summer of feeling like things were different. It went right back to where it was, and here we are, another winter, just completely feeling hopeless and locked down again. Um, so yeah, this just kind of set the, the, set the tone for that whole thing. I mean, for those of you who somehow missed all of this, it was largely organized by, um, Trump supporters or people that were felt disenfranchised by the, the election results felt that that was, it was a miscounting of the election of the votes, even though it had been proven multiple times before and after that the votes were counted correctly. Um, but yeah, it was a bunch of fed up idiots that decided to show off by doing something that's literally treason. <laughs> so much so that President Trump was impeached twice, Again. second time in 13 yeah. months. Yeah. So we still see as of uh, about a week ago, there were still conversations kind of in the um, a fallout from this event. People still, you know, trying to... Um, Get people on the stand to um, 
to discuss this and see who where the blame truly goes whether or not Trump's team was spurring this on, whether or not the media had it in hand in maybe downplaying it, looking at you, Fox News. Um, and yeah, I think that it's just, oh, what a disaster of a thing to start off the, the new year. Right. And this would kind of be the running theme of the politics this year was the fallout from this uh, insurrection. Yeah, But we did, I mean, President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris did get sworn in on January 20th, as foretold. As foretold. <laughs> as destiny had added the yeah. cards for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and thankfully at the actual inauguration, there was no major event. It was pretty slow, a pretty quiet event. Yes, um, it was so quiet, in fact. And it was Bernie Sanders who stole the show. Yes, the meme of him in the chair, just looking just tired and just unenthused about the procession. Yeah, you know, I could feel that. Yep, and his mittens. And his mittens. mittens. Yeah. Let's see here. What else? Uh, We also had Jeff Bezos. Yes, that Jeff Bezos stepping down as CEO of Amazon. Yeah. But only to join their board of directors. Yeah. So really, in the end of the day, it has not much made a whole lot of difference. The company still seems to be operating about the same as they were before, still trying to squish unions, still trying to encourage their employees to uh, be okay with uh, terrible hours and peeing on the job and jars. You know, normal employee shit. Yep. (laughs) You know, and striking and... uh... Union unionization. That's also a big thing this year, too. Yeah, the labor movement was a recurring theme. Um, we talked a little bit about this when we did our movies podcast with the Yahtzee strike. Um, but it wasn't just entertainment. The labor movement was happening all over, uh, including, as we mentioned briefly on that podcast, with Starbucks. Um, a Buffalo, a New York Starbucks was one of the first of its franchisees to unionize. We just saw also the first official video game union and a small developer a couple of weeks ago. Um, it turns out that one of the effects that this uh, pandemic has had is reminding people of their value as workers. And we're not going to sit around and be um, be like told by management when to go in, even when we're sick. Um, it means that like we have to keep to start, start taking care of ourselves and our fellow workers. Yeah, we had strikes in uh, Kellogg, Kellogg, as well as John Deere. John Deere was a big one. I mean, we were all, Um, I mean, on this podcast recently, Kroger has gone on strike as well. Kroger, yeah. We had the the walkouts at Activision Blizzard. Mm -hmm. But that was for different things. I mean, regardless. We had the walkouts out of Netflix, but that was for different things too. Yeah, but regardless, these are all in, under the same umbrella, which is workers demanding like better working environments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. But at least there's some good news, right? Well, okay, tell me. <laughs> well, while we were all here suffering on Earth, <laughs> the rover Perseverance landed on Mars to escape all of us. <laughs> and was able to send back new photos from the red planet. Yes. 
fun fact about it, um, on that rover, Perseverance, there's also a little uh, drone copter on it. And on that copter was a piece of fabric from the Wright brothers from their first flight in 1903. Taking a flight on a different planet 120 some odd years later. How cute. That's a feel-good story. I like that story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Did I also like it because it? my company's products help put Perseverance up there, but ah, I see. that's a different, that's a different uh, kind of Some bias happening. Bias there. <laughs> no, I was going to say, though, it's too bad that every other story about space this year was depressingly tied to uh, idiot billionaires. Oh, yes. Uh, giant penises into space. <laughs> Both the rockets and the people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, do we include William Shatner on that list? You know what? That's fine. I'm okay with him <laughs> going up there. Also, he's probably not a billionaire. No, but he was he's, Captain Kirk for, and still guy. is Captain Kirk for a lot of people. Yeah, it's true. He's a rich guy, but at least he has associations with space. It's not like. Albeit he, fake and science fiction. I know, sure, but regardless, at least he has like a tangential relationship, unlike Jeff Bezos. Right. (laughs) Or Elon Musk or Richard Branson. Yeah. Pop quiz of those three who all went to space this year, who was the first? Oh, God, I don't know. Was it Branson? Yes, by a week and only barely as his ship briefly left space or the atmosphere for the briefest of glimpses only to fall back down like two minutes later. Yeah. Sucker. (laughs) Anyway, what else do we got in January? Uh, We had the whole Dr. Seuss uh, conundrum where, where they removed six of their books for racist images and the movement on the right decided to co-opt that into the left banning Dr. Seuss books entirely, <laughs> which was not the case. No. It was a free market. And also the thing is, is that banning is not what was happening. It was that the publisher was no longer going to print new versions of them. Mm-hmm. That's very different from banning a book. Like it's still very widely available. You can still pick these up. Um, at some, like there's probably resellers that are selling these things. It's not like they're gone forever. So it's like it's very funny when people on the right start thinking about, oh, Dr. Seuss is canceled. I'm like, how the Grinch still how the Grinch stole Christmas is on television every year. Like people still read Cat in the Hat to their kids. None of that is ever going to stop. <laughs> like it's fine. All right. And it's just books for Imaging purposes, not necessarily the story they were telling. Although right, I exactly. think it was, uh, was it if I ran a zoo was the only one that was of story, but everything else was due to images. Yeah, it's just, you know, like, yes, the, there was a sensitive cartoon. Yeah, just like that was the time. Like, yeah, at the time it was not seen as sensitive as it is now. And then, yeah, you know, times change and we make adjustments for that. Yep. Uh, what doesn't seem to be changing and what's not making any adjustments <laughs> mass murders yeah I mean wasn't a whole lot 
uh, I mean, compared to 2022, but still one is too, too many. There were a handful and yeah, exactly. Uh, there hasn't been any movement on gun rights here in the U.S. either. There, uh, there was some talk pre-election that uh, Biden was going to pass some sort of gun legislation, but because of how much chaos there was throughout the rest of the year, there was no movement. The Congress was too busy trying to pass uh, bills related to COVID, bills related to infrastructure, um, and trying to almost pass some other things that didn't even bother, didn't even get votes. So yeah, like there just wasn't time. Um, well, arguably. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it just like no movement was made that this year on that at all. Maybe maybe next year. Speaking of no movement, remember the ship Evergreen. <laughs> and how it blocked the Suez Canal? This Talk about was, no movement. <laughs> this was one of the few bright spots of the year. This was a good like week where everybody was having fun uh, making fun of this ship. Until like, like they realized that it affected them directly by not getting stuff. <laughs> yeah, but it was already like we were already uh, like not getting stuff as fast as we wanted to. It was still fun to make fun of this little little ship getting twisted around and blocking the canal. Uh, I think it blocked it for a total of five days. Yeah. But it took months for ships to get back on track. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That was hilarious, though. Yeah, six days blockage in the Suez Canal. Yeah. And then we had uh, one of the first and probably the biggest movement in getting back to normal is open vaccination season beginning in April. It did feel like a small miracle uh, when the vaccines were finalized and when they started being available for use. I remember the fun everybody would had about like the different factions that kind of part like came around, like depending on what shot you got, like, oh, you're Pfizer, I'm Moderna and making like little Moderna gang <laughs> memes about like which one's better and the poor four uh, Johnson and Johnson people <laughs> that, had just, that felt left out, surely. Um, it was an interesting time. It felt like there was hope. It was one of the times this year where we we're like, oh, we did it. Like science has produced a miracle. Of course, it also brought with it all the people who didn't believe in the vaccine or didn't want to be forced to take it or didn't trust the science behind it. I mean, the people who don't believe in science questioning yeah. science. Yeah, which is still a challenge with vaccinations and most recently <clears throat> booster shots today. Like there are just people out there that refuse to see that millions of people are in better shape than they were before because they've gotten the shot. And even uh, in more recent um, history, the past couple of months, they've opened it up to five through 18 year olds right. can get the shot. Right. So now we're basically at the t- uh, to a point where only under the under five crowd um, cannot get it. And even that's being looked at. And um, now we're actually hearing some movement about some potential vaccine candidates uh, that might be um, good for future variants too. Because one of the things that we didn't anticipate when the vaccines were prevalent originally were that they were going to mutate in ways that lessened the vaccine's impact. Now that we're seeing that, science is back to work as they always are to see what the next step is. What's the next thing that can protect us? And you know what? It's really, 
it's really reminded me, this whole vaccine thing has really reminded me of the power that our science, like our scientists have, like this power of science in general, what we've been able to do with technology to advance things. This um, mRNA like technology they've developed for this shot can be used in other uses too. They're talking about AIDS. They're talking about cancer. I think the cancer one was the one I saw a lot yeah, um, being talked about. It's just another one of those where silver linings, where a bright spot can come from even the most depressing thing. In this case, a pandemic might bring us valuable, valuable scientific research um, that can help us advance um, lots of things in medicine and science. So that's the cool part about all this. Yes, it also, you know, happened to divide us further on political lines when it really shouldn't, but at least there it brings to me, it feels like it brings me hope. It feels like I can trust in science and technology a little bit more than maybe I did before. Yeah. As knowledgeable as we both are, I mean, from doing this podcast and schooling <laughs> and other outside stuff and like Jeopardy, constant Jeopardy. Like, <laughs> As smart as we think we are and <laughs> quiz base and knowledge base, general knowledge, general knowledge. Yeah. It ain't shit. It ain't compared. shit. Yeah. It ain't shit yeah. compared to what these guys are thinking of these. They're thinking like 15, they're thinking hundred years in the future. They're way ahead of us. And I just love that we have these really intelligent minds working on these things that can, that can save us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, for a hot second, it looked like the vaccines were going to do it. Um, it looks like that was going to be the, the, the thing by the time we got to like June, July, August, we felt like we were on the other side. It felt great, but alas, it was too good to last, but we'll get there. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, at least there was some accountability throughout the year as we had Derek Chauvin convicted on two counts of murder in the killing of George Floyd yes. from last year. Yeah, that was cathartic. And then depending on where you fall with Kyle Rittenhouse later in the year. Yeah, I mean, it's frustrating because we did see like a little bit of both this year. We saw a little bit of justice and a little bit of just, well, the opposite of that. Just like no accountability. We, the pendulum went back and forth several times this year. Um, you know, and yeah, that's just... The reality of our legal system is that there isn't a consistency, even in places where you think there should be, even in in cases as black and white as literally they shot a gun and killed someone. It's not often that simple. Um, So, yeah, more work is to be done in that area. But at least you're right. At least when there was justice served, there was just that much catharsis for the people, for the families, for the people affected by this the most. We had that moment where we felt like justice had been served. And that goes a long way for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Also going a long way for a lot of people Mm -hmm. is driving places. (laughs) And what happens when a colonial pipeline gets gets shut down by a cyber attack? The result, thousands of Americans between Texas and New Jersey panic buying gasoline and running shortages in the southeast um yeah the southeast of the united states yeah um 
And this wouldn't be the only cyber attack throughout the year. Yeah. No, it wouldn't. And it also uh, set up a trend that we would see throughout the year, which was just supply chain disasters and just not being able to get the things that you want. Like things being delayed just infinitely, whether because of one thing or the other. I do want to say that this one event started the uh, meme and trolling that I saw online was in Biden's America, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just like, it's, it's a, it's a hard adjustment period where we're trying to figure out like what's going to be easy and what's going to be hard uh, to, to get our hands on. And yeah, is it, and these are kind of attacks are going to get more and more common with the way that technology has gone, with the way that organized crime is now turning to the digital realm as well. I mean, we're seeing that kind of effect of online attack even outside the U.S. with uh, Israel and Palestine conflicts increasing and constant online chattering of when attacks were or were not going to happen yeah yeah i'm glad you brought on, up on the i think we were like on the brink there of world war three then again we could say that anything about the last four years about being on the brink of world war three i mean yeah you could say that about any time in the last 30 years honestly yeah. beyond i think there's always constant i mean the middle east has classically always been a constant um source of tension uh, but yeah i think it, it uh the palestinian let's let's say what it was a genocide that was happening um and probably still is happening in some sort of way uh as we speak it was definitely an eye-opening moment for a lot of people who weren't paying attention the people you know like me i'll be honest who just like just assume like oh yeah there's probably bad stuff happening there all the time but what we one of the good things about having social media open up the communication to worldwide to people and give voices to people who don't often have them, it meant that they were able to deliver this news the moments it was happening in a realistic way, like in the most realistic, like transparent way that possible, which was able to give us the, what maybe we were ignorant of before, tell us exactly what's happening in a way that maybe they hadn't been before. And yeah, it, it, it was a really important moment for the year because it reminded people that this is not over and it's not even close to being over. There is tension there that will not be resolved until Israel recognizes Palestine as a state, until the world recognizes Palestine as its own state. Like, is that a two-state plan? I don't know. Is there some sort of other solution there? I don't know. Again, this goes back to just like how we're not scientists. We're also not people who are brilliant, you know, minds and political geopolitical strategists. Strategy either. We we don't have the answers, but what we can do is we can help the people that are affected. Um, so yeah, even today, um like there are Palestinians that are in danger. There's Palestinians leave, losing their homes that they're, they're, that are dying. Like, keep this in mind. Donate when you can. Help out when you can. Spread the word because it's not over. Even though we stopped having a worldwide conversation about it months ago, it still doesn't mean that it's not happening and still not on and still not their daily life. So yeah, it was it was a big moment. 
And don't confuse this with, with what's been going on with China. That's a whole yeah. different beast. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah, there's a lot. There's too much, honestly. There's too much to even talk about here. Right. And we don't want to sit here and depress you. So let's just do a fun <laughs> do story. Do we know? Because I feel like that's why we do this one. <laughs> I don't know. No, because there's also fun stories that happen throughout the year. Okay. Like the TikTok viral Adrian's kickback. where it seems like everyone in a 200 mile radius of Huntington Beach if they were in high school or had access to a TikTok went to Adrian's kickback for his quote unquote birthday for two days (laughs) actually I think it was three days like a a whole weekend Friday, Saturday and Sunday (laughs) yeah this was was mostly a local story I mean I don't care uh, but it was funny, and it was an, another one of those weird ass like uh, moments of like of fun. Uh, I mean, yeah, did probably people get COVID for that? Absolutely, but but it was a reminder of the like how viral and how quickly something on tic- on social media, but especially TikTok, can spread and spread so quickly and get into dangerous levels of spread. Like <laughs> it was yep. ridiculous. Uh, yep, and then. Uh... We also had the most momentous occasion of June 17th. May just be a normal day for you, but it actually marked the first time in 17 months that all Disney parks around the world were open without restrictions. Yeah. I mean, that was the feeling of mid-June. Here in California on the 15th was kind of the day that everybody was like, all right, you can get vaccinated, everybody. Like, we're just open the floodgates. You can get vaccinated. Like, just let everybody do it. And then um, everybody's like, all right, mask yep. things. Well, I mean, a lot of that had to be with Disneyland being the one holdout because of the state of California. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 17 months later, <laughs> yeah. they eventually got it. I mean, now that like, you have to actually reserve when to go in. Right. And it also is notable for the parks. If you're a park historian, per se, or somebody who cares about that kind of thing, it's also notable because this is when the annual pass changed forever. The annual pass went away. Yeah, it went away and then they reformulated it to be as part of this new reservation system. And honestly, I don't know if they're going to get rid of it. Even when we're on the other side of this, I would not be surprised if Disney figures that this is actually the best way to manage park population which was a problem they were having before the pandemic i don't think it won't be because they tried to manage park population by increasing ticket prices but people still pay them anyways exactly what they found out was they can raise the price all they want that's not going to keep people especially locals from going Mm -hmm. what they want their ideal situation is to get tourists to come not locals they want to make sure that the people who are going to drop hundreds upon hundreds of dollars at the parks stay there for multiple days eat every meal there are the ones that are enjoying the parks not your local um, let's uh, go for two hours yeah, your local <laughs> anaheim resident who wants to go and ride space mountain and leave <laughs> but they can't figure out a way to do that because yeah this maybe this reservation system is a way for them to at least have the numbers regulated right they eventually got went away with that with uh, they eventually added to that reservation system by getting rid of the fast passes and added uh, Genie Plus right. and the Magic Key Pass. 
I don't know. It seemed like they were just throwing a bunch of shit at the wall this year because, and I think that's how a lot of companies felt in a way, especially companies that rely on in-person people. Um, but yeah, I guess RIP FastPass, not that it did any good for anybody. <laughs> it was always a pain. I felt there was never one time I used FastPass where I felt like I was gaining anything. Oh, I did. Because you get the fast passes at the beginning, then go stand in line, then return back, and then you can do it all over again. I guess. I don't know. And by the time I started going to the park more often, fast pass was dead. Nobody was getting fast passes. Hmm. I don't know. But yeah. Maybe it's a you thing. Maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe it's a tiny thing. I mean, it's the fact I just didn't go to the parks that often. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, what a weird year for all sorts of uh, businesses that their entire model is people going to things. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, right, let's keep the good news train going. Has we had Cataluna Enriquez, who was crowned ne- uh, Miss Nevada uh, of the USA, would become the first openly transgender woman to compete in the Miss USA pageant later in the year. Yeah. I mean, of course, say what you will about pageants as an entity and whether or not they should be a thing. But I mean, this is a progressive move and I'm glad that they had a trans woman representing. Mm -hmm. Um, Being of progressive in 1961. Yeah. Throwing it way back there. When Goldman uh, applied to be the, uh, the back girl for the New York Yankees, but was denied because of her age. Well, 60 years later, being 2021 at 70 years old she got to fulfill that dream of being the new york yankees bat girl for a day uh, well that's good yeah one of the heartfelt stories that can easily slip through the cracks in the year yeah speaking of slipping through the cracks bill cosby oh no <laughs> uh. all right he got released on a technicality kind of yeah. Um, anything else you want to say about it? <laughs> no, that's all we really need to say. That's a thing that happened. <laughs> all right. Um, we also talked about Richard Branson and uh, Disney. And we also had, speaking of things that go viral, the largest Josh fight to determine the ultimate Josh. In I what started the Josh fight. Uh, in what started as a a meme, a viral thing of someone having so many Joshes in their phone, <laughs> saying, "Hey, you five Joshes in my phone, meet at this location and figure out who the best Josh is." <laughs> Went everywhere, and everyone, all Joshes, decided to show up and determine an ultimate Josh. They, well, Moore's, of course. Did they determine who was the ultimate Josh? Was there a winner? Yeah, it was Josh. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well played. Well played. It was, yeah, it was like one of those big like foam battles, foam swords, and nerf yeah, guns. Yeah, it was like they were LARPing. Yeah. A big LARP fight for an ultimate Josh competition. Uh, Chrissy says, by the way, the ultimate Josh is Josh Peck. Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Yes, Mr. Josh Peck of the now-canceled Turner and Hooch series. <laughs> yeah, I know. What is he going to do next? <laughs> Who can say? <laughs> At least he's in better shape than Drake. Yeah, he's <laughs> also in better shape. 
Yep, he's also a better shape than uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Oh, I'm sure a lot of most people. And are. then his brother. <laughs> Remember that hot second this year where everybody was obsessed with Andrew Cuomo, and that was, was last year. Oh, that was last year. That was last year because he was um, in charge of New York and leading. Um, yeah. Then through the pandemic rise. Boy, do people probably feel bad about championing his ass. Yeah. Because <laughs> he championed a lot of asses. Oh, hey, bad man. jokes. All right, all right. Bad jokes. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> all right. But yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, at least in good news, or on the good side of politics, <laughs> Joe Biden did sign legislation establishing June 19th as Juneteenth National Independence Day. Yes, uh, that is some sort of movement for recognizing, like for the recognizing, like recognizing Juneteenth. Uh, but it stopped short of being an actual like holiday that people get off, though, which is what it should be. Although I should be more specific. Eh, us white people should probably still go to work. Let the black people stay home. <laughs> they've they've earned it. It's like President's Day or Arbor Day. Right, yeah, exactly. Nationally recognized, but up to you how you celebrate. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like if they really wanted to make this matter, I don't know. Like right. also, hey, where where's reparations? Come on, it's time. <laughs> they're they're in the middle of uh the Watchmen series right now. <laughs> uh let's see here. Other news moving on. Oh, fun news here. Mountain Dew announced plans to sell an alcoholic version of its energy drink. That ever happened? I felt like I read that a couple times this year. I felt that was a joke. No, I think they actually did sell it at some point. I don't know where. Maybe you have to go to like the convenience store to find it. Or like it's in Vegas somewhere. <laughs> it might be in Vegas somewhere. <laughs> Sorry, go to a 7-Eleven in Vegas. And they oh, that's what it's called. Yeah, Hard Mountain Dew. Hard Mountain Dew. Yep. Yeah, no. Mountain Dew is sugary enough. Uh, Expected to hit shelves early 2022. Okay. Okay. That explains it. All right. Well, if somebody is brave enough to tell us to try that, uh, send us an email, mediaboatpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us how it went for you. And um, we will not pay your bail uh, if you end up uh, doing something questionable that night. No, but they do have three drinks. Regular Mountain Dew, Black Cherry, and watermelon. That is very strange to me that they didn't go with the classic alternate flavor of Mountain Dew, Code Red. It's right they there. went black cherry and not Code Red. Yeah, it's right there. Just do Code Red. People love Code Red. Or yeah, both people, Five Wire, the orange one. I always like that one. People love Code Red. Yeah, Code yeah. Red is classic. Yep. Let's see here. Anyway. Uh, anyways, in July, we had the complete withdrawal of Afghanistan. And then the complete collapse of Afghanistan. Yeah, this is notable for a few reasons, of course. Historically, this is important because it is technically the end of the longest active war in United States history. Not a war. Come on. Did Congress declare war? It was a war. Longest active conflict. Whatever. Vietnam over here. You're a war. The Vietnam conflict. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? It's a war. Anyways, and so yes, it's notable. It's notable in historical context because of that. But you're right. As soon as uh, as soon as that happened, the Taliban uh, went ahead and right right away took over. Yep. And um, they seized control. The president fled, 
And yeah, the Taliban won. I mean, they took over the airport. There's that shot of people running to get onto the plane as it's leaving uh, Kabul Airport. Yeah. Kabul International. And again, I want to make clear that I don't know ultimately what the next steps of this is. I don't know what this means in the larger geopolitical like everything because we're just not the people who are experts about this but we just are we'll tell you what we know and that this happened yep let's bring back stateside here as the gulf coast was hit hard by hurricane ida yeah and then so was texas now what can we say about texas that they haven't said about themselves already texas had a year this year I mean, not only did we have this, but also they were frozen solid <laughs> for a good yep. amount of time. And then Ted Cruz fled to Cancun. Yep, Ted Cruz fled to Cancun. And then, of course, we had the absolute bullshit that was um, their, uh, their, uh, their... Their bounties. Well, yeah, but, but also their fucking thing about, like, their abor- about their war against abortions this year. Right there. The uh, $20,000 bounty on abortions. Yeah. It's just embarrassing. Oh, are, are you talking about their the $1 million bounty on election fraud? Oh, Jesus. They just make made a giant ass of themselves this year. And I mean, yeah, I feel like Texas wasn't already embarrassing. They're, they're, le- they're reaching Florida levels of embarrassment at this point. Yeah, their power grid, which they probably boast is off... Um, federal grid right not only froze over during a sudden snowstorm and left people without electricity but then it also crashed in the middle of a heat wave yeah during the summer left leaving people without electricity it's yeah it's just ridiculous this is why these uh these grids exist this is why there's a support system it's why it's why there's a national standard Exactly. That's why they're standards. It's like all these things exist for a reason. Um, So yeah, obviously we feel for the people who are affected because there's probably a lot of families that didn't do anything to warrant their power to be shut off as long as it was and to be frozen. Um, It's not their fault. It's their government's just complete in like their complete inability to govern um, and make sure that they're that the people who live in their state are safe and have power. Right. I mean, there's also like the flood of people who left California to go to Texas or oh, Idaho yeah. or Arizona or Arizona. Yeah, we did hear a lot here in California about a mass migration of people outside out of the state. I surely don't see it on the freeways every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, more people should leave. Get out of here. Yeah. But we did have the special election in California. We did, yes. Uh, Governor uh, Gavin Newsom got uh, reelected after the uh, his conservative uh, rivals spent a bunch of money that they did not recoup. <laughs> no, but uh, the making... state did cost did cost the state about two hundred million dollars to send yeah. out all the ballots and counting everything for the special election. It was a waste of time and money. There was nothing that was going to unseat Gavin Newsom, even though, yes, he has not done the greatest job of navigating us through this pandemic. He sure would do a better job than that dude who made that uh, election ad with the literal bear. So, <laughs> so you know, um, I'll take it for now. But yes, 
He's not perfect. I mean, you can take it for now, but he's still up for election next year or this and year, twenty twenty two. What he will probably win again. Like the number. The, well, no, I, I don't. I don't know if he's up. Like, I don't know if he can be governor again. Yeah, I don't know how that works either. I'm not sure what year he's in, but yeah, he'd have to run again anyway. So, <laughs> California election again. Yeah, so we'll just be right back to this uh, same step in just a handful of months here. But whatever. Yep. Uh, in Hawaii news, Kilauea volcano erupted. Yeah. And sent geologists flocking to Hawaii. A good reminder that, hey, still active volcanoes around especially in Hawaii, that was built by active volcanoes. I mean, we also had the active volcano in uh, in Iceland that erupted as well. Yeah. You want to try that name? Uh, no. Fagradalsval? Fagradalsval? Fagradalsval. Fagradalsval. And then the Mountains. I forgot all about those mountains. <laughs> yeah, they're they're quite a mouthful. The, uh, the, the <laughs> Affogato Mountains, delicious coffee and ice cream. Uh, the Affogato Mountains. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, volcanoes erupting continually tell us that Earth is a dangerous place to live on. Yeah. Oh no, it doesn't need to remind us. We already know. Yep. Uh, and then we also had the whole nation uh, being captivated by the disappearance of one. Gabby Petito. Yeah, I mean, yes. Was it sad? Uh, yes. Yeah, was sad it, ending. It was tragic, and um, it was interesting to have the whole world focus on one thing. But also, it's very interesting. A lot of people pointed this out at the time. It's very interesting how often um, people of color will go through the same tragic events and go missing, and they do not get the kind of coverage that a white woman does. Um, that being said, it's still very sad. Yep. Um, uh, but a lot of people were sad when Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp all went down after a coding error deleted during was deleted during a routine update. Yeah, this of course goes back to with technology. With technology, there's things kinds of things are going to be happening more and more often. However. It was fun being in on Twitter while this all was happening. Let me tell you, <laughs> everyone on Twitter was having a field day, making fun of every other social media being down. It was great. Yep, uh, I think there was also a time there when AWS went down, right? Uh, for a while. Yeah, Amazon Web Services also had an outage. Uh, Twitter not based on those, so Twitter was good in both cases. Yep. Uh, but alas, we can say goodbye to Facebook. Well, Facebook, the parent company, as it got its name changed to Meta, which was immediately mocked by everybody. Yes, and for good reason. Of course, this is related to the fascination that the tech world uh, has with the metaverse. The idea that every, uh, like a virtual world where everything is everywhere. Basically, Companies figured out PlayStation Home or Second Life years and years after that, that that was already a thing and now think it's the next big thing. They think they can do it better because of VR. Yeah. But the thing is that most people don't have VR. Most people don't have the space to set up a VR. Mm-hmm. 
And VR doesn't have the capabilities to run what we would consider ideal yet. Yeah, of course. There's another interpretation for this name change, which is Facebook is sick of people shitting on Facebook. And if they want to get into other ventures like a metaverse, or if they want things like the Oculus Quest or currently the Meta Quest um, to sell, they want to make sure that people don't think that Facebook is behind all of those things, even though it is. It's one of those classic spect- uh, um, Time Warner becoming Spectrum moves. Yeah. Uh, but Facebook did release the Google Glass this year with Ray-Ban. Yeah. Yep, he's been seeing ads for that everywhere now. I, yeah, I definitely had a moment watching that ad the other day where I was like, didn't we all decide as a society that this was a bad idea? Yeah, but the <laughs> Ray-Bans, they look cool, right? <laughs> but we already went through this like 10 years ago. Where we all They tried it. Everybody was like, isn't this an invasion of privacy? And they said, oh, yeah, maybe it is. And they pulled them. <laughs> Yeah, but then Facebook, who's already invaded your privacy, is like, well, we're already past that line. Uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, seems okay to us. We we already have your identity. Uh, what a what a mess. All right. Speaking of messes, uh, there's a brief week of two weeks there where the Northwest United States was hit with the bomb cyclone. Oh yeah, bomb cyclone. What a hey. pleasant name. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, in terms of uh, naming things, bomb cyclone is right up there. I quite like that. <laughs> but it was not good. No, but what was good was the sexiest man alive. <laughs> Joining the ranks of Michael B. Jordan, Idris Elba, Matthew McConaughey, and George Clooney and Brad Pitt is none other than Ant-Man himself, <laughs> Mr. Paul Rudd. Now, one of these things is not like the other. I mean, okay. <laughs> I don't think in any way that Paul Rudd is a bad-looking guy. I think no. he's he's cute. You know, I know a lot of girls that are very attracted to him. Men too. Like, I, he's universally loved. He's of course there's that constant meme about he how he doesn't age that he's looked the same for like twenty years. Mm-hmm. All of this is true. I don't think people should shit on him that much before this because I think it's warranted. I get it. I, I feel like there's a context for it. There, There's a world in which this is a win for a lot of people. Yeah, Christy agrees. She's wait, uh, uh, holding her hand up behind me. And so it's like, I think, yeah, give Paul Rudd a break. Yes, is he bad? Brad Pitt? No, but not everybody likes the Brad Pitt types. This is a win for, I think, people who are into people who look like Paul Rudd. Look like Paul Rudd. Who no, like Paul I like Rudd? to think I look like Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> we all would like to think that we look like Paul Rudd. Yes, gives us hope for the everyday man. Uh, but what also gives hope and gives billions of people hope is that for a brief moment, while oh. Joe Biden underwent a routine colonoscopy. No. Real quick, Christy has a statement I think she wants to make about Paul. A statement about Paul Rudd? Okay. Yeah, since I feel like I should speak as you guys are too. Okay, so on behalf of Paul Rudd, what do you have to say? I think she's saying on behalf of not a straight man. On behalf of people who are into men, Paul (laughs) Rudd is a sexy man, and I think he's sexier than Brad Pitt. Ooh, okay. Like Brad Pitt now or Brad Pitt when he won Sexiest Man Alive? Both, honestly, <laughs> it's fine. Like whatever. Hot take. 
There yeah. you go. It's been said. All right. Sorry. Go back to what were you saying about uh, uh, Joe Biden's colon? <laughs> the impossible pivot. <laughs> the impossible pivot to sexiest man alive. Look at these guys. You're selling these three. Sure. Like I said, I can see it. I can see it. We're looking at huge, huge Jackman. I think he's better looking Brad Pitt. than Jackman. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And then Paul Rudd. Brad Pitt's goofy looking. Okay, all right. If Jude Law could win Sexiest Man Alive, yeah, okay. Brad Pitt or Paul Rudd can win Sexiest Man Alive. Sure, yeah. You know what? I think what we're finding out right here is that um, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth. I mean, <laughs> of all of these on this page... I mean, I'm not seeing anybody sexier than Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that our point has been made. Except right. Michael B. Now that the point has been made. We can talk about the president's colon. <laughs> yes, we can talk about the president's colon. Oh, no, go away, no. <laughs> anyway. Yes, and how for the brief uh, 12 hours there, we had Madam President Harris. That's true. For a second. Then it was over. And then it was over. But- because, because, yes, uh, for, for the confused among us, when the president president is basically going to be out for a while, unconscious for a while, they give the vice president presidential powers. And this was the case for a hot second. Mm-hmm. So for that period of time, she was technically the first female president. Don't <laughs> go down in the history books. She will. Yeah, that will oh, yeah, be will. somewhere. Yeah. In a history book. Yeah. Um, that's why um, at some point when we do get first elected female president, it'll say elected president and yeah. not female president because technicalities. <laughs> Don't you love a technicality? Well, yeah. It's, it's what happened with Kyle Rittenhouse here. Ooh. Oh, here we go. All right. Uh, let's wrap up this real quick here with the last uh, couple of Stuff that happened in the year 2021, including Staples Center changing its name after 21 years to Crypto.com Arena. Yeah, can we just take a side note and talk about crypto and NFTs for a second? No. Well, I mean, yes, we didn't talk about it during our normal podcast. Yeah, we didn't talk about it during our normal podcast. We, well, I mean, we did, but, but we didn't talk about it here, but I feel like it was a big current of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. Tech Bros not only wanted to go to space, but Tech Bros also wanted to... Um, Get people to pay money on things that don't actually exist. They want to buy digital art. Yeah, we see, we saw an um, un, uh, like a huge spike in cryptocurrency sales as well as the value of cryptocurrency. We had that stupid ass Elon Musk currency. Tweet. Yeah, exactly about about the Dogecoin that shot that thing in the arm. Um, and yeah, and it gave a bunch of tech bros really bad ideas about what they can and can't do with the blockchain. That, of course, led to the recent um, trend of NFTs with every tech company on the earth on earth thinking that they can get a piece of this pie. Um, it's just been a disaster, which, of course, yes, I think culminates in this name change for the Staples Center. <laughs> yep. Um, it also kind of is going off that um, one Elon Musk, the title of Time Person of the Year. Yeah. 
It's important to remember here, though. It's not who's the best person. Yeah, it's not not endorsement. It's who is the most influential person, good or bad. And whereas I don't think exactly that's true in this case, I do think that he did. He was prevalent and everywhere. Uh, Notably, also, at least Grimes stopped dating him this year. That's plus. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) They still had uh, baby Kyle. Yeah, yeah, that's his name. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, uh, last two bits here. Miss Portugal, congratulations, you're Miss Universe. And Miss Alaska, you are crowned Miss America. Yeah, again, say what you will about pageants, but yep. yeah, it's another conversation for another time. Yep. And just, just wrap, yeah. and just wrap everything up in a nice... Yeah bow of what the year commonly was jack in the box (laughs) purchased del taco for 575 million dollars honestly a marriage made in uh 4am uh drive-thru runs honestly i think they overpaid because i can get del taco for about five bucks (laughs) (laughs) i mean this was I mean, it makes sense. And you know yeah. what? If if they make each other better, then I'm okay with this because it's the freshest tasting uh, fast food combined with the most greasiest fast food. So in the middle, there's got to be some happy meeting there. So I'm happy with this. The, the best partnerships, the best relationships are two people who make each other better. <laughs> <laughs> I want to believe that these two can make it. Hey, if we can make it, so can they. (laughs) Anyway. Anyways, uh, that's all the news we have for this year. Overall, I think this was a year of some steps forward and some steps back is how it felt. It felt like every time we felt like there was hope, a few months later, that hope would be dashed. But there were moments. There were moments in it. Like I said, with vaccines waving the possibilities of the future you know in front of us we also had people ignoring that hope and ignoring that future by like ignoring the science yes as high as the highs were there were definitely lows with the lows and i think yeah i it's hard for me to decide which was the better year 2020 or 2021 because even though 2020 at 21 had moments my mic fell over uh had moments where it was it looked like we were getting out like that was at least better than 2020 which felt like we were just in a box a box with a lock on it but i feel like the crash that has been this month december about us coming right back to reality it's i don't know if that makes me feel better about anything it makes me feel like we're in this we're back to square one again which makes me feel like the whole year I don't know. It just it's it's complicated, but two years, just this one two punch makes me feel like, man, I hope twenty twenty two is better because I don't know if I have another one of these in me. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was a lot. This year was a lot. I mean, it, it felt like it was a lot, especially coming off the heels of last year. Yeah, but we've had this podcast. It's something that we can count on every week to get through. It's true, and. Although they're also telling me that now I don't even, I'm not even sure if I'm going to get baseball this year. (laughs) How could they? 
<laughs> anyway. Uh, we'll discuss that in, in, in February as we get closer to spring yeah, training. Yeah, we, we will see. Right. So, um, before we wrap up here and kind of go into the what we're looking forward to in 2022, we need to do a look back of 2021 and acknowledge the in memoriam section here. People yeah. who have left us. I mean, we do talk about deaths every week on the show. Um, of course, some fall through the cracks, but this is an opportunity for us to you know, go over the ones we did talk about and talk about just yeah just like and of course you know this year has the extra baggage of a lot of these deaths being due to covid itself um and so it's not all it's not only just the usual like well it was their time um so it's a combination of just tragic and like i don't know it's just yeah there's a lot of it some unexpected some some, some more expected, I guess, but right, and some hitting harder than others. Uh, but we'll just go through the list here of of the 131 deaths that we covered on the podcast. Some that stand out include Tommy Lasorda, longtime Dodger yeah. manager, yeah, uh, Siegfried Fischbacher, the last remaining of Siegfried and Roy. Oh, right, yes, that was this year. Phil Spector. Yeah, a complicated figure, but yeah. certainly important in music history. And Hammer and Hank Aaron in baseball, in which the Atlanta Braves would go on to win the yeah. World Series this year, almost in his honor. Yeah. Uh, we also started the year with the death of Larry King, longtime journalist and suspender enthusiastic. <laughs> yes. Uh, we had Dustin Diamond, Robert A. Altman, and Christopher Plummer. Yeah. All one, two, three, back to back. Um, longtime NFL coach Marty Schottenheimer. Longtime personality Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. And Bunny Whaler of the Whalers, Bob Marley and the Whalers. Right. And there were also more actors, including George Segal and Jessica Walters, uh, yeah. as well as DMX. And then there were some political people who left us as well, including Prince Philip. Yes, that Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. So keep the queen on a watch list here as we go into 2022. Well, we've been saying that, that for the past 15 years. <laughs> Yeah, but also she's going through a new phase right now. And the next time we see her, she might be completely different. So <laughs> who knows? Yep. Uh, we also had to say goodbye to uh, Bernie Madoff. Oh, right. Shock G, Paul Van Doren. Of, uh, that is Paul Van Doren of Vans Shoes. Uh, yes. And of course, Shock G of the Humpty Dance and Digital yes. Underground. Yep, and the Burger King bathrooms. Yeah, yes, and, and Burger King bathrooms everywhere. Yep. Um, getting close to home, uh, local high school fa- of fame, uh, Colt Brennan, uh, Donald Rumsfeld, say what you will about him, Richard yeah. Donner, Biz Marquis, and uh, Dusty Hill. Yeah. 
we also had actors Ed Asner, Willard Scott, yeah, Michael K. Williams. Yeah, between Ed Asner and Willard Scott, it was a bad it was a bad year for guys whose whole thing is being an old man. <laughs> um, but they've been old men for decades at this point. So yep. but yeah, definitely still very sad between the two of them. Yep. And hitting the comedic world, Norm McDonald. Yeah. That was this, a hard one. This, this one was one uh, that I think surprised a lot of people because yeah, he hadn't told anybody of his cancer struggles. And so it really surprised uh the 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 comic world. Yep. Uh we also had uh writers Gary Paulson and Ann yep. Rice. Yeah. Um Colin Powell. Yeah. Um, of Friends thing, James Michael Tyler, uh, Lee Elder of the PGA Tour, Bob Dole from Bob Dole. Yeah, Bob Dole. Um, yep. Uh, and Demar- Demarius Thomas, suddenly. Yeah. Oh, that was, yeah, that was tragic. Yep. But there were three that hit hard end of the year here in December. Yeah. First, Stephen Sondheim. Yeah. Musical genius. Yeah, yeah. Extremely important uh, to musical theater as a whole, to Broadway, to culture. Um, Certainly, certainly a rough one. Yep. Uh, And then we have just this week, John Madden of NFL fame and broadcasting and coaching. And then hours from uh, this actual recording, we get news, sad news. Of Betty White passing two weeks before her 100th birthday. Yeah, it's just brutal, the timing, especially um, considering that she was so close to 100. And definitely just, just, I mean, there's no other person that you can say it's like, oh, yeah, that person is is television. Like, because of her age, she lived through the entirety of it. Like, she was there every single decade of tv and was constantly on television constantly making guest appearances on things starring in things she's one of those rare celebrities that encompasses so many generations you know that everybody knows who she is everybody can appreciate who she is and what she was able to do it's just yeah there was no other uniting factor like people just don't have that power anymore and she was definitely one of the last of that kind of that kind of star when you say that she's older than television (laughs) that's not being i mean one that is kind of sarcastic but two that's actually accurate actually accurate she was on television in its earliest infancy she was on television when it was on radio (laughs) (laughs) yeah she was on radio before it was television that's the thing and it's just, yeah, it's just incredible, just an incredible career, an incredible life, and just an incredible person to be around. No one ever said a bad thing, not a single bad thing about Betty White. Everybody loved her. She was universally loved. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, just, yeah, just, just sad. And what a way to go out, uh, 2021, losing somebody that important. Someone of that stature, yeah. Yeah, but, but yeah, um, end of an era. Speaking of end of an era, we are ending the year 2021, end of the podcast season, end of the specials here. What a season. Yes, and now we get into award season. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, as we always do. As we always do. So what are we looking forward to in 2022? Because I got Winter Olympics on my brain right now. So now this is a big if, of course, because because of China. With the current, we didn't even talk about the variants uh, between Delta and Omicron this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, variants have really uh, constantly been a constant uh, cause of alarm for people who even are vaccinated and prepared. They can really change the game up. And right now, the question about the Olympics um, occurring in China is, is it a good idea? What I've noticed, though, is that this uptick in cases in the U.S. has not been reflected in China. Right now, China is still keeping cases low. Or at least that's what they're reporting. At least that's where they're reporting. Yes, of course, there's always a question about what the Chinese government lets out and what they don't. But um, yeah, the question is, is what will uh, government send their athletes in February um, to China as as originally planned if this continues to spike? Or um, will this continue on as usual? I don't know. It's unclear right now. Yeah. Uh, other stuff I'm looking forward to um, a delayed Super Bowl now. Yeah. Because of the extra week in the NFL. Uh, I think in terms of movies, I'm most looking forward to Thor, Love and Thunder later yeah. this year. Eagerly awaited follow up to Thor Ragnarok, uh, one of the better of the Marvel films. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have a lot of Star Wars stuff coming to Disney Plus, including Obi Wan and Book of Boba Fett just started. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hopefully a resolution to the the uh, what I mentioned before the the baseball lockout. Yes, that's what was on my brain too. Yes, uh, see if there's a resolution there if the players will be able to play again and if we'll have a season on time. Right, if you have uh, a new CBA signed uh, come spring training. Yeah, I'm also um, looking forward to see what happens with the uh, with college football as uh, hopefully uh, the needle starts to move again with the conversation about um, compensating the players. Yes, NIL um, deals being made. I mean, I don't think we talked about it in sports, but Quinton Ewers being the first millionaire domino to fall this past year. But mm-hmm. as I said, I've been saying you wait two years. Because in two years is when Arch Banning is going to come into the NCAA. Yes. And then that's when all the money is going to explode. <laughs> Everyone's going to be throwing money at him because of the Manning name and see if yeah. he can handle the pressure. So we will see uh, what happens there. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Um, uh, I am looking forward to a good year in gaming, yeah. especially on the PS5. Yes, um, with Horizon uh, Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok yep. being the two biggest releases among some other smaller uh, smaller games that are on its way. Yep, um, we also have Elden Ring, maybe, coming out. Oh, that's for sure. The uh, ESRB actually just rated it. Oh, okay. Don't yeah. want to shock you, but it's rated M. <laughs> oh, I am shocked. <laughs> Turns out there's like blood. I don't know who would have seen that coming. Hmm. Blood and fantasy. What a concept. <laughs> what, a, what a concept. Um, yeah, excited for uh, um, some uh, TV to come back. Um, 
yes yeah, so what we shows the, are we looking forward to uh the the last seat the final season of this is us yeah starts on tuesday as of this recording don't be surprised if this appears on my end of the year list i'm calling it right now yeah it could uh Very later well this could. year we'll get the final season of ted lasso mm-hmm. uh which i have no idea how they're going to wrap that all up no but they didn't make the deal with the premier league oh that's something that happened this year right the announcement of the uh, super, the super league, super European league, that happened and then like disbanded within a month because they couldn't get everything together. Yeah, no, it was a bad idea to start with. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. What else? What else? What else next year? Um. You mentioned the Super Bowl, but the Super Bowl halftime show might be fun. Uh. With um. With Dr. Dr. Dre, Dre and Snoop Dogg and Eminem and Kendrick Lamar. Yep, and uh, Mary J. Blige, I think. Yeah, Mary J. Blige. Yep. Um, yeah, that should be interesting. We have got the Grammys coming up in a few months as well. We'll see if Olivia Rodrigo can do the Billie Eilish style of top all, all the big four. We'll see if she can pull it off. Yep. Uh, we also have, um, I mean, just how award shows going to be looking yes. this year. Because we liked what they did last year, especially with the different venues, it was more spaced out. Yeah, I would no guess. guess. I would guess that that's they just do what they had established last year. That's my guess because mm-hmm. it seems like right now the the um, the 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 vibes are not super posy, is the way I would put it. And so yeah. I think that it's probably best for them to stick with the approach that they had last year. And because it is an even year. We do get midterm elections this year. Yes. Um, and as it stands right now, it is not looking good for the Democrats. Uh, we had a year of Democratic inaction. We had a year of Congress trying to pass legislation and failing because of a handful of, um, of, of, of senators that didn't want to play by the same rules. Uh, you saw, of course, uh, several different bills get shot down just out of just out of nowhere because of petty politics um, we had a three billion three trillion dollar infrastructure bill shot down to 1.75 trillion it just goes to show you that even with uh full control uh the democrats can't prove that it's worth anything they, they don't have control of the senate so i would not be surprised if the back and forth pendulum goes back and forth again and mm-hmm. we end up with a red surge this year again i would not be surprised if you see a lot of conservative wins in the midterms right. which sucks it sucks because it's history repeating itself but this is why this happens is because whenever the democrats are in power we saw this in the obama years too they don't do enough yeah. uh, on the happier side let's say we do <laughs> actually get baseball yeah i want to see more otani yes otani had such an amazing mvp year last year i am definitely excited um i mentioned this to christy i don't know i was almost gonna send you the link but i assumed you'd already see it seen it did you see on youtube uh, secret base did a um a couple videos where they tried to see if an entire team of otanis could win the whole world series <laughs> you need to look this up it's hilarious i watched both videos it's a two-parter <laughs> they just basically make create a team full of otanis in the show <laughs> and play a whole season with it with it it's hilarious i like the one where they did of the 2008 detroit lions where they didn't win a game and they decided to run 2008 madden <laughs> one play 
deep pass to Calvin Johnson, and if they could win one game, yeah, <laughs> out of it. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is really good. You should watch this because it's fascinating. I'll Although, watch it. <laughs> they just take a giant dump on the Angels through the whole thing, which of course they do. You can't not, but it's still, still, it's very fun. Yeah. Anyway, so yes, I am also looking forward to seeing Morotani. Um, he's just a wonder, and I hope that this lockout does not keep him from uh, playing again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, maybe we'll see the return of Tiger Woods to PGA Golf. He looked Perhaps. good at PNC. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Hopefully, next year, I will win my fantasy championship <laughs> fantasy football. You know, it's nice to want things. <laughs> hey, I am in the fantasy football championship this upcoming Sunday, which is technically 2022, <laughs> against my wife. <laughs> so the household's going to win the trophy. It's just a matter of who's going to have bragging rights. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and find out about that one. I know, I got to wait until next year. But overall, though, I feel like the same I did at the end of last year, which is it's really there's really no way to tell which way 2022 is going to go. Right now, we're in such this we're in such a dark place with Omicron spread that it feels like we went back to the beginning again. And so I legitimately do not know what life is going to look like in March. I don't know what it's going to look like in July. I don't know what it's going to look like a year from now. It is becoming so hard to predict how we are going to be affected by this pandemic. So I feel like yet again, I'm entering a year where I can't make plans because I don't know. Well, we might not be able to make a whole lot of plans about what's going to happen in next year, but you can definitely make plans on our new episodes of the Medibo <laughs> podcast. Yes, that is one thing that I can say. This train will not stop rolling. We can still do these shows remote regardless of what happens. So we will continue making media bill podcasts through the 2022 and beyond. Uh, so thank you everybody for bearing with us in what was quite a year of back and forth of in-studio live shows and recorded pre-recorded, not live shows and just trying to play this by ear the best we can. Um, and yes, thank you for being our audience. If you're out there and listen to the show, we'd love to hear from you. Just send us an email, mediaboatpodcast uh, at gmail.com. Let us know how we're going, how it's doing, how you're, how the show is going for you. We're entering a new season, and uh, we'd love some feedback. So thank you for bearing with us. Thank you for surviving in a year where surviving was hard for a lot of people. Yes, thank you for being on this journey with us, and hopefully we can <laughs> provide you some happy solace once a week for two hours <laughs> Yeah, as we continue the media boat podcast. Yeah. So yes, as we said, we will be back with a regular episode starting on the first of the month, first of the year, January 1st. Yep. There we will could... be a new format beginning the new season. Yeah. Exciting, huh? Exciting. Yes. Shaking things up for season six. As we always do. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. If you're listening to this, when this goes up, um so get excited for the new year happy new year hope everybody has a safe and sane new year's eve um you know stay in with your loved ones uh or by yourself and have a party i don't know uh just don't go anywhere uh just chill at home 
and uh, ring in the new year with style. Yep. Uh, we will be back next year with more thoughts, more news, and more of us as we begin a new season on the first of the new year. Yes. Which we'll talk about next time you listen to us. <laughs> or if you're in the future, you can listen to that right now. Yes. See ya. Bye. Bye.